There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com. BBQ.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It's 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, Brett Fessley, Big Dick Toledo, off and running and ready to go. Hot mics, boys. Hot mics. Don't want a lot of hot mic problems going on in the world right now. Fauci <laughs> calling guys morons, those Australians that... Uh, He's called, been saying that for years. Yeah, of course he has. And the guy was kind of a moron. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the thing that's going on in Australia. I don't understand, Brady, you watch tennis. I don't know if you're paying attention to the, yeah. the Joker. He's catching a lot of heat. He went down to Australia, and he's not vaccinated to try to win the Australian Open, which it's uh, summer there, so they're having their tennis tournament, and it's one of the big four Grand Slam tournaments, right? Yeah. So you go down to Australia, and they're like, you got to be vaccinated to play. He's like, I'm not, but I had COVID a couple months ago, and I'm good. And, and then they're, they kicked him out, and then he got back in. And uh, everybody's coming down on him, and some Australian uh, news people were like, uh, gosh, just selfish asshole. That's all there is to it. Selfish asshole. Just trying to ruin the entire event. Hi, welcome back to Full News. And I'm like, well, they were <laughs> – I don't – explain it to me because – Well, as I understand it, the reason why I think um – the media's all over him. Is he did an interview with an Australian journalist? He was pa- he was positive. Oh, he had COVID. Oh, okay. and I think I didn't know that. I and he went on his Instagram. Wasn't this a while ago though? I don't know when it was. I just heard the tail part of it um, today um, because he, I, I think the problem is is he uh, denied or tried to he tried to bre- he tried to. Uh- Aaron Tried Rogers. to get around the vaccination thing to get uh, in there, and then came back and like, okay, yeah, I, I want to apologize. I was, you know, I was positive when I took the interview with the journalist, and he knew it. Yes. Oh, that is being a dick. Okay, I yeah. didn't know that part. I just thought they were just trying to because I don't like. I don't think. But it, as far as the policy of him being in there, and yeah, there's a little because like Stern's all over him, and uh, news outlets are crushing the guy. And then Australia had to let him back in, and then he said he did something. I didn't know he did an interview while he was positive. If you know you're positive and you're hanging out pe- with people, yeah. that is kind of a dick move. But the whole vaccine thing, I don't understand because even like uh, I don't know, our whole building is vaccinated. and There's like 14 people out. Yeah. So and a couple of them aren't, but 
and right now, so it doesn't keep you from getting it or having it. And I know that it doesn't the case. matter with the. Uh, so who's it? Per- why is everybody so mad at them? It doesn't matter with any of them. You're, you can still catch it. Right now that we know. Yeah, that. but it, I mean, it just helps you. I thought it just helped me. Like, and it just helped it me helped. not have to go to the hospital. So it helps the hospital. That was the whole point. And now they're saying, oh, if you're not vaccinated, you can't even play. I'm like, doesn't that just help him? But it was. I mean, I mean when I it comes down rule. to it, the vaccination, you know, underneath was sold necessarily as oh i got it i can't get it now if i get the vaccine i didn't get it like that I, i've never i thought well it, it certainly was perceived that way. i always understood it as if you get it it's just going to make it so nothing really bad happens like the chances you have anything bad happening is, is huge yeah you weren't immune to anything i've always said mean, that's just in the word vaccine it's just you know yeah it's a, but i, it's I a deterrent say now. most people figured oh well i've got the vaccination yeah, but isn't I can weird? go out and about and okay. I can do my thing. Isn't that the problem then? Is that most people figured and then when they found out, oh, I wasn't right, they fought back instead of just going, oh, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah, well, the everybody, ones that everybody didn't lost get it, their mind. Ooh, yeah. I'm, I'm screaming and yelling at the world because I, I thought something else. Well, you were wrong. Yeah. So just deal with it. There's nothing you can do about screaming and yelling. You were wrong. So deal with it. But I don't understand why he can't play in a tennis tournament without a vaccine other than interviewing somebody positive. I don't know. I don't know why you can't play football or baseball without the vaccine. It only protects you. If the tournament, the Australian Open, has certain protocols, yeah, it's a rule. I get that, but I'm, I'm so, trying. Oh, that's to, maybe where it comes. But I'm trying to figure out right now, yeah. why, though. Like he said, I'm not vaccinated. It's like okay. Uh, well, he can't go. Yeah. He's not a super spreader by himself. He's no different no. than anyone else when it comes to that. It's just if it gets him, he's not vaccinated. That's basically it. Yeah. So I mean, he can clog up a hospital bed or do something if it gets really, really bad. But chances are he's not gonna. I just don't, you know. I'm I'm all for getting the shot, but I also am like kind of. This is where the misinformation part comes in. It's like he can still go places and he can still do stuff. He's not yeah. any more uh, capable of spreading it than I am. When it first came out, um, they were you know not letting him play and doing all this stuff. I kind of yeah. was siding with the Joker on. I'm yeah. like, well, this is kind of ridiculous. But then because he is not liked. Mm-mm. Even though he's a n- number one player in he's the world, a dick. That's why. He, yeah, he's an he ice that. cold human. Who is being. the Joker? I mean, I know I'm not the only non-tennis guy here, <laughs> yeah. so people are probably wondering. Uh, what's his first name? It's Jokovic, right? Yeah, yeah okay. I don't even know his first um, name. <laughs> I always call him the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mean, looking up. I was just curious. Yeah, he's a big deal. This would have been his. I think he's got 20 Grand Slam wins or something close to that. Yeah, uh, the guy's a beast. He's a monster. Maybe the best of all time. But he's just a dick. He's an ice. He, he's like every other superstar ever that gets to that level. He's just a singularly focused. I don't care he about anything that, else. He asshole. gets that rap. He is that. that you ever watch him? He just stares at people. If you talk about anything else with him, he's got no personality. He's got nothing. He comes across as an ice cold tennis machine, which kind of makes you he, as a personality a dick. He's, he's actually more animated. The other thing is, is he's, he's been in the era of his tennis has been not you know. Rafa and Federer. Boring people. And he's been in there. Yeah. And he's crushing all of their records. Right. But he doesn't get the uh, acknowledgement. Because he's not, he doesn't play along. Like, he's not a yeah. fun dude. So he is he a, a McEnroe type guy? Like, no, just no, no, pissed no. Off he's at everybody he's and... animated. He'll joke on the court, but he'll oh, okay. he just. Is... But it's, it's, it's smarmy. He's smarmy. He's kind yeah. of got that uh, icy, he knows he's better than you. Makes you smug. feel dumb. Yeah, he's got a sm- He makes you feel dumb, and he's not even talking. <laughs> <laughs> he's that guy. And he's like, this guy's making me feel stupid, and I can't figure out. People hate him because they think he's something. But that's his perception. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what he's like as a person. I don't know anybody yeah. does. But when I, you know, he's an unlikable superstar. He's LeBron 
without all the mouth. Oh, okay. You know, he's that unlikable, like, God, you're great. You could be, like, the America's sweetheart, but you just refuse to be likable. He's punchable. And I think that isn't helping him. I, I think that's the big thing because he went down there and said, no, I'm not vaccinated and I'm still showing up. And they told him – they told him before, in fairness to the Australians, they said, hey, it's our rule. You come here. We're going to turn your ass around in the airport and send you back. And they tried it. And instead of just you know going, I, I can't play in this year's Australia, he just showed up. And he's like, all right, dickhead, we told you. It, it all, and I always tell people, it's a stupid rule. Yeah, but it's still a rule. It's like the pot rule for years. Yeah. We all agreed it was dumb. But if you got caught with pot, who was the dumb one? You were. Oh, it's a dumb rule. Yeah, but it's still a f- rule, you idiot. If you get caught with it, you're still dumb. That's you're the dummy. So, Novak Jovic. Novak. Yeah. Novak Djokovic. Yeah. yeah. The Joker. The Joker. And that's always, I, I don't know. I don't watch any tennis so, either. I just kind of follow like who wins what because I think he's fascinating. I think Nadal's uh, horrifically uh, uh, like annoying. I think he's the one everybody should hate. And then the other guy, Federer, he's another machine of boredom. Like tennis is filled with with amazing but, players that are so boring. And as some people. of their points are, if you go back, and their matches are amazing. incredible. If you like yeah. tennis, but yeah. they're just they're it's like watching a video game. They're they're not human. They're robots with some of the, the shots sport. that they yeah. hit. There's sure. no there's robots of the sports. They're just kind of like okay, well, there's not a lot of anything else other than their game to watch and like. And then he, and then this, but everybody's so mad at him, and I just got to thinking. And, and again, what's it do- the main what? reason is uh, he didn't um, quarantine himself after being right. tested, and that's what now he's saying. He admitted, okay, yeah, I was positive, I and I did. Yeah. I went out and I broke protocol and yeah. all that. And that part I get being a dick, but the vaccination thing that was the big stir in the first place. Yeah, I'm not understanding that because we just had the guy, and the reason I bring this up is because we just had this in our building. Where now it's like if you're you have to show your uh, vaccination card to get in here, uh, you have to to be part of this. You have to be you know in concerts and things like that. You have to have it's a, like an outing. We had a meeting yesterday. I sat with uh, Larry and we're talking about our U Fest and it's a comeback U Fest. You know we're doing like this thing where bands are tough to get right now. They're hard to corral. Some are like, well, is it going to be an all vac show? Is it going to be a you know? And they're like, oh god, we got to deal with that. And you got to talk to their management and. Find out what these guys want, and then another band is like, "Well, if it's an all vac show, we won't play." So then you find out that another band on the you know, try to put a band try to put seven or eight bands on the same lineup right now on the same page on the same page exactly. You try you just give a call and say, "Hey, this band here, hey puddle of mud, oh boy, uh, you guys want to come out and be part of our show?" And it's like, "Sure, we'll do it so long as it's an all vac show." And then you got another band who's bigger than puddle of mud. You've already signed puddle of mud, and you're like, "This will be great." And they say, "If you require a card, we won't play." I'm like, okay, now what do we do? Because we'd rather have them than this, right. you know. And so then you kind of call Puddle Mud back and say they won't play. If it's just them, we won't play. Larry's been going through that for a, a month and a half. So to get the bands together, it's like you know what? Let's just get a bunch of fun bands that want to do this, and uh, we don't require. It. But the venue now that we're doing this with requires a vaccination card proof to get in or a test right there. Then they say, then you can say, well, it's on the venue. And it is, and yeah. it is on the venue, and yeah. that's fine. And that's what we were saying, you know, when we went to the... Pain in the ass. Sebastian Bach was the same yeah. way, yeah. It's yeah. a pain in the ass. Sebastian Bach should put zero hurdles in front of people going to a show. Exactly. Yeah, like, people I would... I think that's him, though. I know. Yeah. But still, he should he should have said, I won't play a venue that requires that, because it's going to keep people away. And the last thing Sebastian Bach needs is people not showing up, because <laughs> he needs every warm body that'll go in. I don't... I'm struggling with that whole thing. But yeah, I mean, we're trying to put all this stuff together, and... 
It's a pain in the ass. But our thing is kind of, uh, when I was saying it's like an outing, all of a sudden we have the requirement of the card and everything. I understand the company wanting to make sure. Sure. But it, but it basically, if you're going to create any um, you're causing commotion trouble. You're or outing cause people. trouble, yeah. But that's the, the thing. Nobody. Is that to shame them to get vaccinated? Nobody or? can't come in. I mean, the person or people here that aren't vaccinated are zero risk. Compared, I mean, uh, more, I guess. They're, right. they're, uh, not they're the ones that. at risk. So I'm struggling with the whole idea of, like, if they're not vaccinated, how come they're punished? And they're, and how come everybody says they're the dangerous one? Like, if anything, you should have compassion for them if you care that much to say, well, they're the ones at risk. If this hits them, it, it could hurt them more than it would a vaccinated person. Yeah. I don't get this whole thing. It's driving me bananas because it's back. This mother effort is back in a big way. I mean, we shut down over numbers a tenth of what we've got yeah. right now. And that's just numbers that are reported. Now we've got home tests. I would imagine the number we see is almost double what's out there. So I don't get it. It's and just- I heard um, uh insurance guy talking about the, you know, the free tests, the in-home. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to get up to eight. You talk, they talk to an insurance guy. He's like, it's, we basically build it back into your policies. You're, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to be paying for it again. And also – It's like in over in Europe. You know, it's the same thing. They pay yeah. $3.50 for – that we make them for them, and ours are a yeah. 120 bucks or whatever. But they're paying extra all year for things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that to me, when the insurance company said, we'll give you a free home test starting and blah, 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 that tells me we're going to be dealing with this for another few months. Yeah. Because if the insurance companies see – down the road that we're going to need home tests. That means this isn't going to go away for quite a while. Well, I don't think it, I think it's, it's just going to vary. It's going to change to the next one. So yeah, it's not exactly. going to go away. Ugh. It's just a different version. Yeah. They just it. weren't ready with the stations either. Yeah. Again. yeah. So well, that's why they anticipate this. One. They said no. it's huge. They said well, this morning on the news that it was supposed to, we're supposed to hit our peak January 19th. And then we start, we should start seeing the decline in the Omicron. And then number 27 will show yeah, up. Or I don't whatever, care. You know. I think it's great. I think it's good. Everybody will get it, and we'll all kind of cool off a little bit. But I, I'm glad that every, most people got the shot, so it's not going to be that big a deal when you do get it, and then you move on. But man, oh, man. I don't get the whole sports thing, though. Why is why are we all and, – and again, our building, because it's just top of mind when we walk in here. Like, how is it that if, if Wintermeyer didn't get the shot – and I think he did, but if he, he did. didn't, how is he any different than – like two days ago before we required cards, nobody cared. So now all of a sudden the cards are out and everybody's like, well, if he doesn't have it, I'm not going to be around him. I'm like, well, he can't give it to you any differently than the 14 people who are vaccinated and currently not at work. I, it's it's all And confusing. it's uh, rolling the, the dice on how you're affected by it too. Right. Even with the vaccination. Right. But most of the time the vaccinated people are, it helps. are just it, fine. It, and that's an inarguable thing. Yeah. Whether you believe the vaccine is going to cause trouble later, that's different. We don't know. I'm with you. I don't know, but I'm, I'm willing to put that in there. It's just I don't get it because two like two days ago, prior to this card thing, nobody cared who was shot and who wasn't. And then the whispers yesterday of like, oh, you know, that person doesn't get the shot, so they shouldn't probably be here. I'm like, they've been here the whole time. Nobody said a thing. Nobody was asking. Everybody was embarrassed. Now you find out that it is. It just outed a couple of people. And they're outed because the people who aren't vaccinated here have to wear masks everywhere they go. So now it's like the scarlet letter. You can see him. You're like, nah, no shot taken, no shot taker. <laughs> you point him out and go, look at you, little QAnon walking around here all mad. I don't know. It just it, it seems to it, to have uh, that looked like a percolated uh, quick decision. Like feels like 
Oh, why now? Like you said. Because 13 people have it. Like yeah. we have a ton of people that got it, and they're like, we got to find out who's in, who's out, and then uh, and put a flag in them. I know it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do a thing. <laughs> you know, to make them walk around like they're Walmart wheelchair people, where you see the flag over the top of the like, – there, there, there she goes. That's the unvaccinated one. She's got that 14-foot flag she's got to walk around with all the time. Yeah, it's just it blacks their eye for no reason. And I'm like, well, we didn't care two days ago if you had a shot or not. Now now that we do, suddenly there's bad guys and good guys. It just caused uh, black hats and white hats. I really don't care. And you know what I'm going to do because I'm, I'm into diversity and equality? I'm going to wander up to everybody in a mask and just give them a big hug. I love <laughs> you, unvaccinated QAnon family member. I didn't know you were crazy. But yeah, I guess I think the misinformation is flying around, too, that unvaccinated people are more likely to just get you. That's not the case. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I do think if you're unvaccinated, you should avoid crowds and stuff for your own good. But I don't care if you shot or not. Don't get the shot. Don't care. If you get sick, okay. If you're one of those people that bitches, oh, doctors are all liars and whatever, then much like I say to the people who hate the cops, don't call them when you need them. Eh, there. Problem solved. You think doctors are all liars and you hate them for this whole thing? Then don't go when you're sick. Yeah. Well, it's dumb. All right, then shut up and just make your decision and go through and take your chances like everybody else is doing. I also read an article that I found fascinating, so much different than COVID. And this was great because it reminded me of something. Um, Thomas Edison, the great inventor. We were talking about inventors the other day. We don't know who any inventors are anymore, but Thomas Edison invented like a thousand different things. Uh, when he used to interview people for a job, he, all he would do is push a bowl of soup in front of you and watch you eat it. Huh? And then base his decision Based behavior on how you eat? The one thing. If you did one thing, you were out, which is spoon forward, salt and pepper before you, you taste, taste it. it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, salt and pepper before you taste it. He goes, that's uh, I think no. that's a farmer's almanac tale. It is? I don't, I don't know. know. But, he, oh, it's real. But I've heard, I've, always, I've heard that. Yeah. You heard that Thomas Edison did it? I, I remember when you said that. I No, I heard that he was about that, the bowl of soup on an interview. I've never heard it before. They, they said that it was just discovered, Brady. You're making that up. Salt and pepper before tasting what was in their bowl. Uh, if, he, if they waited until they tasted it before proceeded with the season, Edison immediately rejected the premature seasoner. He said he didn't want employees who relied on assumptions. Uh, in his opinion, there was a... Those who were content to abide by preconceived notions had no place in his business. Assuming it wasn't good enough, assuming it had that this is what How you're could you come to that conclusion right, without, without having knowing. Yeah. yeah, you didn't do There's any There's a tests. lot of chefs settle. That's insanity. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to salt anything a chef gives you. Yeah, you taste it first. You don't you ever know. season a chef's meal. That's why most yeah. high-end restaurants don't have seasoning at the table. You don't have salt and pepper at a table at a nice restaurant because the chef's like, if I wanted it on there, it would be on there. When you're ordering your riblets platter, you know, yeah, you, got, you get that, you get that, piles of it and it pours out like, like water. So I thought that was fascinating because it reminded me of, a, I had a job interview at a place, the uh, something marble something, I can't remember what it was called, 
Uh, it was a restaurant when I was looking to leave Tony Roma's. I'd had it as a busboy at Tony Roma's. There had to be a better place. And my friend got us uh, interviews at the something Marble Cafe. I guess I think it's still out there. And uh, the guy interviewing us was in his early 30s, and he was like this just kind of energetic guy. And he goes, all right, here's all I need you to do. Here's what I need you to do. I need you to stand, walk to the edge of that table, come back to me, and tie your shoes. I'm like, okay. And I walked to the thing, and I'm looking back, and came back and tied my shoes. And he was fine with the way I tied my shoes, wasn't happy with how I walked away because he's like uh, – Something to to the effect of, like, you didn't like being judged. You weren't confident. You were wondering what was going on. You were wondering why I was making you do it instead of just, you know, doing it. So I was bad at following orders because, like, he saw me as a guy who will question him. Like, that's an interesting thing. It's probably kind of true because I'm like, what am I doing this for? You weren't doing it You're to say. You're not the lamb I'm looking you for. You weren't doing it to say, look how good I'll do this job. You were looking at it to say, what is this guy doing? Yeah. So it wasn't about me performing. It was about, what are you up Why to? Why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. And am I doing it right? Didn't have any confidence in what I'd done. And all it was just me walking like 15 feet and back. Did you put your foot on the table to tie the shoe? No. That was, and you know what's funny <laughs> is the whole time I'm like, what am I supposed to? And it taught me something. Don't question your own thoughts. Guy says, you know, here's part of the deal. I, you know, I want to watch you walk over there and come back. Do it like I'm good at walking. Like what I should have done was I'm really good at walking. And all I have to do, this is part of the test. All I have to do is walk to the door and back. I do that every day. Okay. So I just wander over. To, I was supposed to. And then tying my shoe, I thought, do I lift my foot up? Do I, what am I supposed to do? And I had Crouch no. down, ha- eye yeah. contact with w- the people. Without asking. No, without asking any question. That would have been unusual. Yeah. Instead, just tie your damn shoe. Yeah. So he's basically saying, be yourself. Don't be uncomfortable because in the restaurant world, somebody go, go get that for me. Go grab that real quick or go over there and get this. And you just, you just do it. And he said, all I need you to do is walk over to that door and come back and then tie your shoe. I'm like, okay. And I did it with, and he was right. I did it with absolutely no confidence. I did it all under the idea of what's happening. This is Why is this happening? Yeah. What does he want? Am I doing this right? And I, instead of just saying, I'm walking to a door, I can't, I can't mess that up. I'm bipedal. I've got this down. I know how to walk. I know how to walk back. I know how to tie a shoe. But he was basically saying I took two of the most basic elements of your life and made you question how you do it. And I never got heard back from the, the Green Marble Cafe or whatever the place was called. <laughs> and I was still busting tables at Tony Roma's afterwards. But I thought it was the strange. It stands out to me as yeah. just the strangest, and especially for a busboy. So I think he was looking for like a little robot, which he should. That's what busboys are, is just little gopher slaves. Everything you do, you just don't question it, just go do it. And I'm like, if had he done that bowl of soup thing, I'd have passed. But I wondered if I'd have, like, if there was salt and pepper in front of me, I'd have started looking at it like, I think I'm supposed to salt and pepper this, even though I don't do that. I think it was um, the guy that invented uh, Kodak Eastman. Yeah. I think he uh, based, he'd see someone coming in for an interview or whatever, and it was all on their walk. How they walked in? If they were slow walking, just not, ah, they're lazy. <laughs> lazy. Yeah. You wanted a person that just was. You have to, well, there is something to your first, like, like when you walk in, you can own a room or you can be a slouch, kind of yeah. like, oh, this guy. Yeah. There are people who look confident just standing. I had none when I was that. I was probably 16 or 17. I had zero confidence in a job interview, and that guy just sniffed me out in a heartbeat. I thought that was crazy. And I never had, I didn't have many job interviews. In fact, it did teach me to just go to a job interview and just be. 
the reason I have this job is because I sat with our old boss, Chuck Artig, at a Coco's. And I'm like, Coco's? Yeah, he took me to Coco's. Well, really you know Chuck. Up. You know how wow. Chuck is. I know. If, if, <laughs> and that's, the crazy part is if Trip was the one courting me to come over to a radio station, I have a feeling we'd have been at Buck and Ryder or he'd have called and said, where do you want to go? It was breakfast. In fairness, it was lunch breakfast. It was like 11. That was the funny thing about when Chuck and I first got together because he's like, oh, I'll take you to lunch where you yeah. want to go. Coco's. And I said, no, I, I said, uh, meet me at uh, Houston's at the time. It's like, what? I'm not going to never Houston's. Heard Are you insane? Oh, geez, we went That's nuts. <laughs> I'll see you at Denny's, jackass, and you're, bring, you're paying for your meal. Yeah, we went to Coco's in Mesa on Dobson and Baseline. That's right by my pad, yeah. Yeah, yeah, over, uh, yeah, over by mm-hmm. Dobson Ranch. Yep. And I'm like, I'm close. To, I can get there. And he goes, all right, I like that place. Do you like it there? I'm like, I haven't been to Coco's in years. But sure, I'll go to Coco's. And we and it wasn't just coffee. We went coffee. a couple of times after. It wasn't just coffee and drinks. He was like, my treat. I'm like, oh, gosh, thanks. Why don't you just hand me the seven ninety nine, and then. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, but I just remember sitting there. And maybe that made it better just because I felt like we were at a really kind of a place that was uh, beneath me, frankly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I required a much more expensive lunch. That's all. But Coco's, I just sat through that whole interview like, hey. Here are my cards. I'm showing you my hand, and that's all there is to it. You don't have to like it, but this is it. I appreciate you're being forthright. Like, okay. Cocos. Cocos. I can't believe that. I can't believe I took the job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then guess what? We met again two times at Cocos. The first Cocos was just me and Chuck. The second Cocos was uh, me, Chuck, and the program director at the time was a guy named JJ. And JJ, me, and Chuck met there. And I remember the best part was J.J. had to play like – like he was playing interview guy. And he, and he was uh, – so I have a couple other people I want to chat with that uh, – oh, bullshit. This is our guy. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel pretty was- safe. I feel pretty safe <laughs> that I might have this job. I'm like, all right. Hey, I'll go ahead and interview interview. Uh, you know, shoe shine and floor wax. We'll get back to you in a couple of days. <laughs> oh, bullshit. Jay was trying to play it up like, let's not get this guy's hopes Look, up. before you get to Just uh, let you know, I mean, you know, we like you, but I've got a couple other people to interview. and I'm Flying them in. And he told me he was flying one guy in from Boston. And, and that never was going to happen. I knew from knowing Chuck for 10 minutes, I'm like, he's not paying for anybody to fly in from Boston. That's a high-end fee. Plus, he's flying him coach. That guy is not going to. But I just think about that something like Trip. The way Trip would have interviewed me would have been drastically different than Coco's, I would assume. We had to keep it secret, though. I will say that. For their sake, they had to not let people know they were chatting because Pratt was going to throw fits. And uh, I just remember uh, Coco's is where we hid. <laughs> it's a good hiding spot. Yeah, nobody's going to find you. You were in plain sight, man, and nobody cares. Nobody's going to assume it's a big deal. And it really wasn't. It was a big deal for me. You'd have been busted at Skip and Jans. <laughs> oh, yeah, Skip and yeah. Jans, people playing pool. Hey, man, I know all those people. Ah, bullshit. My name's Raul Gustavo. You don't know who I am. It's my alter ego, my AKA. So yeah, but a job interview is a weird thing, and that you know it reminded me of that. But the salt and I think I would have failed the salt and pepper uh, soup thing if it's Thomas Edison saying, "All right, here, just eat this soup, and we'll see what you got." Well, all right. Uh, if the salt and pepper was there, I'd assume he. But then now me would be like, "I don't like salt and pepper." I assume it's going to be just fine. I don't want that on there, like, especially beforehand. I'm a taste before. Do you salt and pepper immediately? No. Not at all, right? Yeah. Do you? Only uh, salads. Oh, I wanted to. 
Just like a salad, I always pepper that up. Well, yeah, but you're making the salad. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. And pepper's different because pepper usually does not come on the uh, salads. Or, you know, I had a friend that would uh, pepper (laughs) French fries. Yeah. Like, I mean, he goes heavy on the. Oh, I tell you what. I almost killed Megan's And then he peppers his uh, ketchup. Hmm. I might try that, though. That doesn't sound bad. Megan's parents to a steak 44 a few years ago, and he ordered a high-end cut of meat, right? Because it was all there. And when that thing arrived, I watched. I've seen. I, I've look. Hookers have not done that hand motion, giving a guy a hand job <laughs> as long as he did. Shake that Shaking salt that? over oh. that thing, and it was a good minute. And I you mean, could see dude, it. The salt was visible. Could, not a good only yes, Not only that, you could see the salt stacking. <laughs> and then he took his fork and rubbed it in. The dude eats salt. He is a salt eater, and he salts. Everything like overdoes it, and I'm watching this like that is that that's a hundred and twenty something dollar piece of meat that you are ruining. And then I look over at his daughter, and I'm like, and she orders hockey pucks. Well done. Oh no, no! Should have taken you rubes over to the Angus. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw my name. I, I don't know if it's a New York thing or not, but it's salt salt in the pizza. I don't get it. No, I don't either. I don't get it. It's usually salty enough with the cheese yeah. and everything. Yeah, I don't get it. I and I guess that is kind of a thing, and it's kind of an interview for me. Like, if I took you guys to Steak 44 and watched you not behave properly in food, I wouldn't take you back. I think sure. I oh, think maybe that is a thing. Deal. Like, if I took you out to Just Steak 44 as a job eater. interview. Oh, if, if you're chewing like that, and I'm yeah. like, this guy wants a job? No way. That's a good point. I wonder if Thomas Edison was just, again. That's why they came down to game. the dress, you know, when you dress for the interview. Dress for the job. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was a welder. I tried to go in with the mask on and everything. It's a little premature. Yeah, so next, if you've got a job interview coming up, and none of you do because nobody ever wants to work again. We discussed that Bring yesterday. a bowl of soup? Yeah. Bring your own salt packet. <laughs> and then just look at the guy in the eye. I don't trust that that's actually salt. But, yeah. Did you salted cocos? I mean, you know, the, the chef's you there. Know, <laughs> you know what? I think I just had a Diet Coke and some uh, eggs. It's pretty hard to mess eggs up. I used to salt stuff before, but that was my dad's influence. I don't even know that we have salt at the house. I mean, cooking, but I don't know if we have it on a table. I don't think I do. I don't. Even, we don't have a salt shaker. If we do, I don't know where it is. That's crazy. Yeah, not a big salt guy. I like it when it's right. Like, it's disappointing when you go to McDonald's and get their delicious fries. And they're perfect, but when they're unsalted and they're just potato wedge things and then now you got to pour your own salt on and they don't stick the same way that drives me nuts i don't like having to salt things that's the whole point of being a chef isn't it is to make it so i don't have to do any of the seasoning yeah you see a chef's insulted you see him pouring salt on the thing you made that basically means it's flavorless and they're doing anything they can to add yeah. anyway thomas edison keep that in mind if you got to do job interviews today go get yourself some campbell's anybody salts campbell's soup you got oh. yourself a high blood pressure person anyway. <laughs> that guy's uh, through the moon with cholesterol and everything else that's wrong. He's a salt machine. Salting but, saltines. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, you might as well just salt your salt. <laughs> but yeah, Thomas Edison. Yeah, what an interesting thing. And I think I would you, I, I have failed it. I think I would have thought to myself, I'm supposed to salt this. No, I'd, you would have. No, I would have questioned, oh, I'd have questioned yeah. it. I would have said, I don't salt things. And they're salt and pepper. Like part of this test is salt and pepper. Like am I, I would have done something dumb. I'd have fallen right into that trap of doing something I normally wouldn't do, 
to try to see if that's what I'm supposed to do. Because I know me not salting is a thing. Pre-salters. You can't have a job with Thomas Edison anymore. He's dead anyway. So he got his, didn't he? Uh, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one. Uh, we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Oh, my gosh. Shut the front door. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.